Welcome back to Primetime KC. On today's episode, it is the divisional round, a.k.a. the best round of the playoffs, at least in my opinion. I think this always creates the best games. Uh, we got the Chiefs still in it. We got the Packers still in it. Some fucking how. No idea how this is happening. Uh, but yeah, obviously four gigantic matchups, a lot of good quarterback play coming up this week. Uh, so we'll definitely dive into that, go into a very deep preview of Chiefs-Bills. I already know this podcast is going to be heavily split on the way we feel about that game. And then, yeah, as we go on, we'll get into some more stuff, of course, in the episode off with D4 of the week. Gentlemen, overall impressions of Wild Card Weekend? In general or for the Chiefs? Just in general. Just any surprises? It was a good weekend of football. Uh, It wasn't great. Not a lot of whole – not a lot of good football games to watch. Rams broke my heart. Um, With that being said, I'm placing a new new future odds bet. I, okay, you, yeah, you gotta have someone later. to win the Super Bowl. You'll, you'll find Who out later. It? Okay, we'll find, you'll out. find okay. out later. John, what do you think I, of Wild Card Weekend? I think it's the best Super Wild Card Weekend we've had yet. Um, it Even some of the games that weren't um, just looking at the final score necessarily a, a good game, if you looked at it by that, they still had some value. I really enjoyed the Packers game, and I really enjoyed the Buccaneers game as well. Not that I'm an Eagles hater, but um, I kind of been hater. saying that I was going to say, but I, you, are. you are. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm an Eagles hater, but I would say that a lot of people were somehow not convinced that this team is bad. Um, and I I definitely, I don't even know if I picked picked the Eagles, but I saw a lot of people act like it was crazy to think they'd lose to the Bucks. Uh, and pretty clearly they've got a lot of issues up there. So that was interesting to watch unfold. And yeah, I mean, I think we just, we got the great game with the Lions and Rams. Um, and, you know, a couple other things to keep an eye on as well. So, a good weekend for me. I enjoyed all the football. As a podcast, we got Texans-Browns wrong, which I think uh, Josh was on the Texans. Yeah. Well, two-thirds, bitch. That's just the way it goes. Um, we I got know. Chiefs I, I, over I, I, Dolphins. We got Bills over Steelers. The NFC side, we went 0 for 3. We had t- t- Philly over Tampa. The Rams over the Lions and the Cowboys over the Packers. We didn't get a single NFC game right. Um, so that was... Who had Tampa? John had Tampa? Who had Tampa? Did I have I'm, Tampa? I I think I might have had Tampa. We'll have to go back one. to it. Two of us had Philly. I know I was on Philly. One of us had Tampa. Uh, but yeah. So I that, think I took fit Tampa. As I think the, I took Tampa. I think John took Tampa. As or, the bracket yeah, sits, John. however, we still do have three of our four final four teams left in it. Uh, just to break down what we had last week, and obviously we're probably going to change opinions this week on matchups, we had the Ravens over the Browns. Obviously, that's the Texans now. We had the Bills over the Chiefs. That matchup is definitely going to be discussed. We had the 49ers over the Rams, which is now 49ers-Packers. We had Cowboys over Eagles, which is now Lions-Bucks. So it's already gotten completely ruined. Um, Let's go ahead and dive into the weekend, however, with Saturday. Uh, And I think Saturday is, to me, two of the most interesting games of the week. I think the most interesting and most exciting game of the week is Chiefs-Bills. But these two I'm looking forward to a lot. Started off Texans at Ravens. Ravens are nine-point home favorites, obviously coming off of that bye week. These two teams met up in week one. Uh, That was feels like a lifetime ago at this point. How crazy am I for thinking Houston could actually give Baltimore some trouble in this one? Uh, you're not crazy at all. Josh, go ahead. 
I think when you look at it, I mean, CJ Stroud just put on a hell of a performance in the playoffs against a the, no, as against one of the best, better known defenses, and it was insane to watch. I'm very interested to see how the Texans team comes out. Yes, Ravens are fully rested. They've been resting their guys since week 18, so like, be very interested to see what happens. Mark Andrews might be having a limited uh, role in this game, which would be really cool to see. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the Texans can actually win this game. I will get to picks later, or I can get my pick now. But pick, pick now. I think, oh, now. I still think the Ravens get it done. I think I really, really like Texans plus nine and a half, though. Plus nine, but yeah, um, it, this 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 I'm, number has moved quite a bit, up and down. I'm I'm not really trying to get ahead of myself with the Texans here. Um, I kind of banged the drum that Flacco was going to return to Flacco for a while, and for a second, it looked like I was an idiot. Um, and I kind of backed off the theory last week thinking that the Texans with a rookie quarterback, rookie quarterbacks winning playoff games, true rookie quarterbacks is a rarity. So you got to give a lot of credit to Stroud for this, but also Joe Flacco played very poorly. He had the multiple interceptions. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's a little much to give the Texans a ton of credit for that in sense of saying that they can overcome the Ravens. Do I think they can make it a game? Sure. Um, but I foresee this being Lamar Jackson's first trip to the AFC championship. Um, I think the Ravens are just a more well-rounded team. I think they kind of proved that for 18 weeks this year. And I think it's just a little bit too much, a little bit too soon for the Texans. Uh, their season's definitely already, I would say, a win for them. I don't think anyone can deny that. I mean, anytime you've got a first-year quarterback, winning a playoff game is pretty awesome. And they won their division as well for the first time in a while. So lots to go, lots going forward for them. They're going to be a dangerous team, I think, for a while. Um, and one interesting thing with them is uh, I can't remember who it is they made the trade with. I think the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. And they gave up the Browns pick, which er, – the, no, sorry. They were trying to give the Cardinals the Browns pick, and the Browns said, no, nah, we're taking your pick. Um, and that ended up working in favor of the Texans. So yeah. big deal for them to have such a successful year. Um, and they not only did they advance in the playoffs, but they improved their draft position as well. So can't ask for much more. Yeah, I mean it, it works out perfectly for them because they beat Cleveland last week, which now makes which is now Houston's pick at I believe it's twenty three is where it's at now. And the Cardinals have Houston's first-round pick, which now I think the earliest can be is 26th, 25th, something like that. So, yeah. and, and we went back on draft night when they made that trade. We were like, the Texans might have just traded a top five, top ten pick next year. I think that was the consensus. It was like, holy shit, they just traded a really... It, it, what happened to the Panthers is what I thought was going to happen to the Texans. Is that they were going to trade their yeah. first next year, and it was just going to be such a high pick. Uh, but obviously Stroud and Will Anderson have both been just fantastic. Um, that being said, man, I'm going to go with history and say that the rookie, you know, phenom story ends here. I'm going to take Baltimore. I do think Houston plus nine is a, a pretty solid bet if anybody's looking for the points. I think that's a lot of points, uh, you know, especially with a quarterback who's won, what, one playoff game in his career in Lamar Jackson. I mean, everyone remembers what happened last time they had the one seed. They came out completely flat against another AFC South team in the Tennessee Titans. I don't expect it to be as poor for Baltimore, but like 
I wouldn't be surprised at half if Houston leads this game. Like, it's, there's something to be said about they're on a roll right now. Stroud is kicking ass in Baltimore. This will be the first game Lamar plays in three weeks. They didn't play the last week of the season. And the last week they did play, they won 56-19. to It was basically over at half. So, like, this is a, you know, chance for a really rested but a really rusty Ravens team to come out. I like them by a touchdown in this one. I think they get the job done, move on to the AFC title game. Uh, I just I just can't envision Houston rookie head coach, rookie quarterback going on the road to Baltimore winning this game. If, if they do, it is yeah. a colossal collapse by the Baltimore Ravens, and it is a unbelievable story for Houston. I I think there's, there's two things that you at least have to say that give a reasonable doubt that uh, the Texans are going to get one here. And it's that one, Lamar is still yet to give that big playoff performance. We talked about it last week. And two, it's that the the Texans kind of prove they can go after a good defense. I mean, the Browns, what, they were probably seen as best in the NFL going into this playoffs. And they, they didn't struggle to perform against them. So there's no reason to think they're going to go down sorry. C.J. Stroud is clearly really good. Um, but I just I have to give the Texans a little bit of credit because – it's it's impressive. I don't think this was not something any of us saw coming, um, and it's not really fun for an AFC team either because you know they're they're definitely going to be a prominent player going forward. Yeah, just just what the AFC needed another quarterback in the conference. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why can't mm-hmm. the NFC get any of these? Is my question. <laughs> well, the NFC did get one of them. We're going to get into that in this next game. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think they did. Oh, shut your fucking mouth. Let's go to it. <laughs> Saturday night, Packers at Niners. Niners are nine-point favorites. I'll let you all dive into it first. I'll 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 get the last little tidbit on this one. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean to you, Jackson. If I had to pick a game where I think it has a better chance of hitting at nine-point favorites or underdogs, I'm taking the fucking uh, Texans. I think nine points is very generous to the Packers right now. I think when you look at this, this 49ers team is just so complete. And I, I know you're going to be like, oh, but we're, we got into the playoffs and that's all that we count as a victory. Now, if you're in the fucking divisional round, you want to win the Super Bowl now. So you better not be happy with, oh, we lost. But I will say that ass whooping that Jordan Love put on was fucking clinical. And I'm not saying, I'm not taking anything away from that. But, the fact that you think that he's a good quarterback is a little scary. <laughs> what? Based on one performance. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> what? Um, Jackson, do you want to jump ahead in the order here, or do you want? I, to I just go have ahead? to combat that point. What makes you think I'm using that game? The dude was okay, second exactly. in the league in touchdown passes. Game. I think that's the best game that he's had. Yeah, and, and it came in the playoffs on the road. Like what? The dude was second in the NFL in touchdown passes. Like, what? what is your point? I just don't think he's that good. You are smoking dick. You, you are absolutely <laughs> fucking high on <laughs> I think, whatever drug you're taking right now. I think right it's now. just like another Brock Purdy. If oh, shut the fuck up. I think any other quarterback oh, can do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, my God. I did not see this one coming. Packers I, have zero. Jimmy Pro Bowl Bowl. Love is by a million. Is it Packers had zero Pro Bowlers oh, this Jesus year, by the way. Christ. 
Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, okay, look, I'm going to disagree with Josh here. I definitely was impressed with the performance Jordan Love gave, even if it's coming against the notorious chokers. Um, I, I, I just, I think that was impressive. Do it? Does it make me think they're going to beat the Niners? No, but it definitely makes me think that Green Bay like made the right call here. And I don't know, maybe the sitting him three years was valuable. He hasn't really had many weeks where it's like this guy isn't a finished product, except for the ones that we saw in the early years of his career, like that game at Arrowhead. Um, so yeah, I, I was impressed. I'm going to take the Niners. I've kind of rode the Niners all year. That's, that's not a secret. Um, but I, I, I think the Packers are pretty good. And I think the interesting thing with love is that he's kind of got that situation going where there's enough help for him to like get stuff done. We've seen that, but there's also, is it enough where people are giving him the Tua treatment, you know, where it's like, no matter what you do, it's not going to be enough, even though, look, Tua played poorly, but just in terms of racking up the stats. Um, and yeah, I I was, I was think Jordan Love deserves some respect, man. And he's he's relatively fun to watch as well. I just I don't think the Packers' defense has the legs against the Niners this week. I think it comes to an end. And I also disagree with Josh's point that the Packers can't take moral victories from losing this yeah. week. <laughs> um, that, like, I mean... Man, the NFL's weird. Only a certain amount of teams truly have a shot to win the Super Bowl. I think that's a pretty universally held truth that, look, there are just a few teams that are at their own level, and one of these lower teams isn't going to slip by them, and I think the Packers are in that lower tier. Um, not to say that they can't overcome that, but look, they've got some massive issues on the defensive side of the ball that they're not going to always have Dak Prescott to piss down his leg to cover up against. I mean, the only um, thing I say to that is, so when the Bengals won as a seventh seed against what the Titans were, they just supposed to be like, all right, we'll take the victory seed. and just be happy. Well, they weren't a seventh seed. Okay, they weren't you a know what I'm their saying, division, though. and they were going to the AFC title game. Um, look, yeah, the like, point, like the thing is, is I love how this previous game. You don't mention, oh, if Houston loses, you know, it's a failure. Even though Houston and Green Bay are in a very similar situation right now, like they are both. I would take CJ Shadow. That's fine. You can say that. That's fine. But the point is, there are two teams that nobody had any expectation of being here. Like, I think you could lump Tampa in there, too. I don't think anybody's surprised that San Francisco, Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas City, and even Detroit are in the positions that they're in right now. But when it comes to Green Bay and Houston, I mean, it has been unbelievable the job that they've done to get to this point of the season. There's... So many teams that looked better all season long, including Dallas, that you would have taken to be in this spot over these teams. Now, to get into the actual game, first of all, Josh, when you said anybody could have stepped in to Green Bay's spot and done what Jordan Love did, is just fucking ludicrous. Because I think guy, it's true. The guy last year, who's a fucking Hall of Famer, with a win and end situation the last week of the season, couldn't get it done. So how are you going to say that, first of all? Literally, Aaron fucking Rodgers couldn't get it done last year. And now you're saying anybody could get it done. Second of all, four teams didn't have a Pro Bowler this year. Green Bay was one of them. The other three, Commanders, Patriots, and I honestly forgot the other fucking team, but they were they were that bad. I think it was Carolina. Point being, it's this is not like, I hate the narrative that this is like, oh, Green Bay's loaded. Yeah, they have some young talent, dude, but like... Because that's all the Packers fans that I know say. That's all they say is... Oh, we're so loaded. Like we're we're good going forward. They are going to be pretty loaded. I mean, they've got Watson, Dobbs, Reed, Wicks, 
Musgrave, Kratt, like they've got a solid, but they're all kids. They're on their first or second year in the NFL. Like it, it's not like this is the Dolphins where you have Tua or not Tua, excuse me, <laughs> he's the weakling. Not like you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert and Devon A. Chain and all these fucking guys who run a four-two. This is a completely different situation, and to do this in your first year starting, I'm sorry, uh, he is, I, I've got to put it out there. I mean, in the last two months, is there a quarterback playing better football? He's only thrown one pick since November 1st. I mean, it's just, I, I'd tell you this, I would take Jordan Love over Brock Purdy in a heartbeat, and it wouldn't even be close. I wouldn't even entertain the conversation if San Francisco offered me Brock Purdy for Jordan Love. I would hang up the phone and laugh. With that being said, San Francisco is loaded. Um, outside of their interior O-line, they really just do not have a weakness. And I think this is the one that Joe Barry's little magical run comes to an end. I like San Francisco in this game. I don't like them by nine, though. I'll say that. I think Green Bay's got the offense to stay in this thing. I, I'll say this is uh, similar to the Houston and Baltimore game, a touchdown. Uh, I think Green Bay hangs around the whole time. I like it. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be an all right game. I mean, I, most divisional games don't disappoint. I feel like this one's going to work out. To and be I'll say this. One worth tuning into. For the last fucking decade, man, San Francisco has snuck into the playoffs as a wild card. And Green Bay's been the number one seed, number two seed. And they've just fucking absolutely killed me every January, man. It would be. What do you mean? The last time you guys played, you literally won. What? San Francisco? Oh, wait. Nope, sorry. San Fran won. I forgot. Special teams disaster. Yeah, I was going to say, man, that, that was, was the, that one that, was that. the... And that one was the worst. By far. That one was by that far one was the worst. So funny. But you're talking... No, that was so funny. 2012, 2013, 2019, 2021. Four times in the last 12 years. I guess 11. Four times in the last 11 years they've beaten us in the playoffs. Green Bay hasn't beaten San Francisco in the playoffs since the 90s, man. It would just be so funny and so poetic. And if they're like one of their great years, we got to ruin it. It would be so, oh my God, I want it so bad. I want it so, so bad. Even if we don't win the Super Bowl, beating them and ruining their chances would just be, oh my God. I'm literally fantasizing about it right now. After this they, is your Super Bowl. What they did to me in 2021, which preceded Jackson Mad. I, Jackson I, Mad. I, I, oh, you know you're getting one of those whenever you lose. I hope you know that. You brought it back. You will never, Jackson ever, Mad. ever get to say anything. You sent it at a very piss poor time, and I will never forgive you for that. Uh, but it yeah. was fucking hilarious. Thing is, I don't expect to win this game, so I can't really get that upset. I think San Francisco wins. On to Sunday. Oh, and, and if you do it on Saturday, Sunday, I will not hesitate. Sunday, first game. Then that makes no <laughs> that makes no sense. Then you can't be a fucking cheese fan. Shut the hell up. No, no, no. come on now, Josh. No. You, That's you not can't fair. open you can yourself all up the to the... the Kings lose in the playoffs. I don't give two shits. But if you're rooting for a team and then you're happy when they lose, just so you can oh, send I a message. I won't be happy. I'll, then you're not I, a true fan. No, I, Josh, I won't up. be happy that they lose. No, he will be happy, but he reserves his right to piss you off. I feel like that is completely within his bounds. I mean, come on now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, don't don't hey, have said such soft skin. So don't have such soft skin. You said it first skin. last week. Yeah. No, you said it first last week. You weren't even mad. You weren't even mad about it. He did say it first last week. He did. Yeah, say I wasn't even mad. Nobody even knows like, what the hell we're honest, talking about. 
Let's just move to on. To be honest, I wasn't even thinking about it, but when you brought it back, I'm like, oh shit, I need to say that now. <laughs> All right. I, I should have sent it last night when the Kings blew a 22-point lead in the fourth. That was a, a tremendous blow. Yeah. That was All right. amazing. All right. Buccaneers at Lions. Lions are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the biggest winner of Wild Card Weekend was Detroit, not only because they won, obviously, but I think they just got the perfect draw here. Like, they... We're gonna before have we to... get to Detroit, sorry, before we get to Detroit, can we talk about the Rams and Sean McVay's terrible clock management? I have a feeling that it's been bugging you for uh, the last few days, so sure. Well, it, I just want to know what everyone else was thinking. I thought he was fucking stupid. I think you to had to punt. punt. I think you had to punt. It's fourth and 15. With one timeout. But there's four and a half minutes. It's they not... only need two time. They only need two first downs. Okay, and, I just, and the way the second half had gone, I don't blame him for feeling like he could have gotten the ball back in that situation. Detroit, I, I don't had, know. Detroit only had two field goals the entire second half. It wasn't like the Rams' defense was getting run all over. The Rams' defense, think, the drive before, had forced a three and out. I, I Look, the thing is, if you don't get it, it's the same situation almost, except you're killing yourself field position-wise. This way, if you got the three and out, you got the ball back around your own 35-40. But if you turn it over on downs, then force the three and out, you're getting the ball back at your own, like, 15-10. So, I mean, it, in hindsight, sure, yeah, it, it's a dumb move. It's a bad move because they didn't get the football back. But you had to get a stop anyway. You had to find a way to get a stop anyway, regardless of the situation. And I, I just don't think it's... I think what's more infuriating is the play before on third and 15 going for the first down instead of trying to get half of it back. Because if you get it to fourth and seven, then you can entertain going for it. That that was my personal opinion on it. They didn't need to. Like, that's the thing. They just need a field goal. Fourth and seven, I think they're in field goal range. It was Brett Maher, I will say the Rams. So. The yeah. Rams, I, yeah, and he had the yips last year. For fuck's sake. Card, but yeah. I will say, like, they – it didn't make sense. And it also didn't make sense for Dan Campbell to accept that. Because I, I would think Except you what? would want it to be fourth and four. No. No, you wouldn't. No, no accepting what? was absolutely Then you, get, you gave the Rams. I know, hindsight's twenty twenty. No, it's not. The it's just in a hindsight chance. situation. But, but here's the thing. If he if he accepted it, I the Rams very well could have won that game. No, because they would have just kicked the field goal it. from right there. If he declined it's in it. a dome. Yes, yes. Yeah, decline. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's in a dome. And, I mean, you never know. The Rams Even might, if they decide not to go for the field goal. Stop runs. Even if they decide to not go for the field goal, it's fourth and four. Like, you're giving them a chance to get yeah. fourth and four. If By accept, like, accepting that is 100% the right move. Making it fourth and 15. Are you kidding me? Or third and 15, yeah. I should say. Yeah. But, like, for them to get back in that situation, they needed 11 yards on third and 15. It was 100% the right decision from Dan Campbell. And I think it was the right. I, just, de- yeah, I think it was yeah. the right decision to punt from Sean McVay. I, I just don't. Uh, I, see, I, I, think, I said before the punt, they should go for it. I think I the think punt was weak went, as hell because yeah, the you. The thing about I get you have to get a stop either way, but the thing about it is, like, it would have been a stop where the Lions were at least trying to score had they gotten the fourth down. I know it's an unlikely call there, but either way, man, you're probably going to have two sets of downs to stop them before they run the clock out, right? So. At this point, you're just splitting hairs on field position. Uh, it could be. Exactly. Yeah. That's, 
It, the Lions it could have the been, game at uh, it could where have, the Rams had the ball. It could have been the difference, though, between being down four and being down one, technically. They were down one. I'm saying if you don't get the fourth and 15, Detroit picks up a first down, they could maybe kick a field goal, and then you then you need a touchdown instead of a field goal. So I'm saying by backing Man, them up. Yeah. I, Detroit I, would think, never I think that situation probably doesn't arise because if they're in field goal range, I'm betting they're just running the clock out. Yeah, probably, like That's my thought process. Probably, but you know, the thing is, like, I, I don't think there's – there's a lot of dumbass head coaches in this world that make stupid-ass decisions – that wasn't one that I necessarily lost my mind over. I agree with that. Hindsight, I agree with that. That sure, wasn't like, yeah. You know, you'd obviously go for it in hindsight, but like yeah. when they kicked, when they punted it, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Because I just knew if it was in LA, I think it might, I might view it a little different, which might sound stupid as hell. But I just think the way that crowd was like act that active, I just, I just said they're not getting the ball back. That's game. I mean, like, I literally thought I was Jason Kelsey whenever the Chiefs got a – or the Eagles had a holding. I literally said, that's game. There goes my future. But – I mean, second – I was like – The thing is, like, I even then, they were in a good situation. It was second and seven, and, of course, Dan Campbell threw because, like, of course. And they throw a check down to Montgomery at the line. And if that – I don't know who missed the tackle. But if he makes the tackle instead of getting juked by the big-ass David Montgomery, it's not like this was Jameer Gibbs – um, then it's third and seven. All of a sudden, the whole entire situation changes. Like it, you can't predict these things. They're hard to, you know. Like if they force a three and out, and then they get the ball back in good field position and kick a game winner, he's a genius for punting. You know, it, it doesn't. Yeah. There's no right or I. I don't think this is something that I'm going to gripe about. Um, you know, it it reminds me back to. Uh, God, what was it when Mizzou played LSU this year? That fourth down was it fourth and three? Where we had the it was second and one, and it ended up being like fourth Fourth and twenty something. Yeah, and everyone was like, "He should have punted," and I was like, "Dude, we're losing this game regardless. (laughs) Like it's it's over." Uh, Not quite the same situation, but I think it's just like when you get into fourth and forever like that. I mean, you're really asking a lot. You're asking. It, there's, I don't think it's an easy answer. I don't think it was an easy equation. If it was fourth and like five and he punted, yeah, I would have scolded him. But fourth and fifteen, man, I don't. And Sean McVay's earned the right to, you know, get the benefit of the doubt. He is a brilliant head coach who got that team there, and we should be very grateful for Sean McVay this year because he got us over six and a half wins. All right, let's move yes, on to Sunday. Did. Bucks at Lions. Uh, this one's a little intriguing to me. I'm actually really interested in this one. Uh, Detroit's six and a half point favorite. Like I was saying, uh, Detroit. This really worked out perfectly for them. I think the only way this could have worked out better is if they got Philly instead of Tampa. Um, but you know, we will see. Um, my early indication is Detroit wins this one kind of easily. Yep. I think mm-hmm. Tampa just caught the right opponent. I don't think Tampa would have beaten anybody else on Wild Card Weekend in the NFC. I think Green Bay would have beaten maybe, Tampa. Maybe Dallas. Yeah, maybe yeah, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Browns would have beat fucking Dallas. The Browns would have beat Dallas. Yeah, like anybody would have beat Dallas the way Dallas played. Um, not to take away from my Packers, but, you know, yeah, Dallas shit themselves. Um, point being, though, like I just think da- Tampa caught a great matchup, a team spiraling out of control. Uh, you got that game at home. And, yeah, it was just the perfect storm for a Tampa Bay win. 
uh, and wish I could have seen it coming in hindsight. I was just, you know, dumb and thought Philly would, you know, figure some stuff out come playoffs, but clearly that didn't happen. But here, man, I really like Detroit. I just, I don't know, man. I can't imagine Baker going on the road and doing this as good as a season as he's had. Uh, I just feel like this is Detroit all the way. Uh, here's my announcement. Obviously, I am 100% with the Chiefs. Oh, God. I will never bet on the Chiefs to ever not – I will never bet the Chiefs on to win the Super Bowl. I just don't – I don't think – I think that's just a big jinx. And now, if they make the Super Bowl, I, I will bet. But I will never put a future on them. I just don't agree yeah. with it. Yeah, understandably. With what I saw in these two teams last week. Oh, boy. I think they both had a really good performance. And you guys made some really good points, Buccaneers. Played the Eagles. Eagles are the Eagles. They fell apart. We all know what that don't, was. Now, don't do this. The Lions. The Lions. Let me tell you. Oh don't God. Do don't do this. Hey, they looked really good. They they beat a team that I viewed as a really good Super Bowl contender. And with that being said, I think they get fucking crushed by my future, the new Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh my God. I was Holy actually shit. I was actually going to give you credit for taking Detroit. I genuinely was. I was about to give you so much credit for the Detroit future because I think there's value there. And you just went and took fucking God, Josh. Why? Yeah, this Josh, you're having a rough one. Why? I'm not gonna pick fucking favorites. I'm gonna give you a long shot. The Lions aren't All favorites. Right. I don't think the Lions are a favorite. <laughs> yeah. The Lions it's the Lions. It's the Lions, man. So, They're so not once again, once again, Josh is going to have to go into this weekend rooting for Green Bay to win again, because he's correct. Gonna, he's going to want Tampa to host Green Bay next week. Okay, I, I kind of like that part about it, but at the same time, uh, I think you're an idiot. Like thinking Tampa's going to go on the road and beat Detroit and San Francisco. That's a tall task, man. I I hope you didn't put too much on it because I don't see it happening. I think Detroit handles them this Sunday. No, I'm just fucking with you guys. I, I do have the lines. I've already put it in. Nah. Oh my I, God. I just wanted All to right. see Owen's What's reaction. The... You were a little too serious there. What? I still think you might have some on. I still no, think you, you might... can check my bet slips. I do have a Lions feature in. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, um, fuck. I'm Lions pick... are a good team. <laughs> you are making this so confusing, dude. Okay. I'm I'm going to take the Lions here. Um, Look, I, I just the Eagles are a mess. Uh, they, they've been a mess. They, they tried against the Giants and completely shit themselves. Um, yeah, they're, they're just not very good, and that's kind of why the Buccaneers are where they are, in my view. I, I like the Lions' performance a lot. I kind of have been, kind of always pointed out that I'm not fully convinced by them, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little more convinced now, man, because the Rams convinced me. And the Lions beat them legitimately. There wasn't a lot of chicken shit bullshit going on in that game. So I got to give them the credit. Um, I like them here. And I like them to make the NFC Championship interesting no matter who they're playing. Um, I, I I enjoy Dan Campbell and the Lions. So I'm I'm cheering for them to make it out of the NFC, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I don't think they're better than the Niners just yet. But you never know, man. I like them. To make their first uh, NFC Championship game of my life, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I think it's everybody's oh, life. It's not for sure. Yeah, it is. It is uh, since uh, I think '92. Last time I'm assuming made, uh, like a Barry Sanders type team. Yeah, '92. Okay. Yep, the last time they made the NFC title game, and they got their ass kicked. 
which I think they will in this yep, NFC title game as well. All right, this is the game. By the Packers. <laughs> Boy, that'd be awesome. Would that not be awesome? A funny note is uh, <laughs> the three NFC teams remaining get a load of this shit. So 2022, Detroit ended Green Bay season. 2021, San Francisco ended Green Bay season. 2020, Tampa ended Green Bay season. So the, all three teams so left. So it's going to be a repeat. <laughs> all yeah. three teams left are the teams that have ended our season the last three years. So if we get through the gauntlet, it is a complete revenge story. Uh, not counting on it. Yep, and then you're going to have to deal with somebody ending your season. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. that, 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 no, you're not winning the poll, Jackson. It no, cannot happen. No, no, it can't happen. If it, if it does happen, I'll be the most insufferable person of all time. Uh, all right, Chiefs at Bills. This is the big game of the weekend. Oh, boy. Glad they put it on oh Sunday boy. night because this, this is just where it belongs. Uh, Buffalo favored by three. I originally had this line at three and a half. Um, whenever I, before the Steelers game was over, that's where I would have put it. So I think this is pretty accurate. Oh man, this is going to be quite the topic guys. I mean, I could see this conversation going on for 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, last week I picked Buffalo in this, if this matchup were to happen, I'd yes, like to, I'd like to announce I've changed my side. I'm on Kansas city at this oh, point. Boo! I concur. I have I have transitioned to Kansas City. Okay. I have I've changed to KC as well. Uh, I oh forgot my who god! I... <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting booed. This is lame. Man. I don't know who I was hoping. I don't know who I uh, was talking to, but the way the Chiefs came out last week and just dominated the Dolphins. Yes, our offense still needs help. But it looked a lot better than it has, in my opinion. I think we can keep up with the Bills. And if it's a coin flip, I'm obviously rooting for my team. Now, if I had to pick something in this game to bet on, it would be the fucking over. I'm not touching this line. I'm just not. But give me the cheese. I, as someone who has been on this train for two weeks, not one, um... I think this is the most misplaced line of the week. I had it as Chiefs minus two and a half. Um, so when I saw Bills minus three, I was pretty damn shocked. Um, I don't. I don't really understand this line at all. I. I don't get it. The look. Look. I. I think everyone kind of reviews views the Chiefs as like, I don't know, like a a dog that got hit by a car that's just like still walking around. I. I really don't know. Um, look, the Chiefs have had their issues, but I think the Bills currently have a lot of problems that we are kind of conveniently ignoring. Um, if you guys remember when we played them in the divisional round last time, our secondary was absolutely destroyed and Josh Allen wreaked havoc on us. Basically made everyone think Gabe Davis was legitimately great, uh, for like a little bit. Uh, I think the Bills kind of have that situation going on against them here. Their secondary is completely destroyed. Their defense hasn't really been fantastic. It's not like they shut down the Steelers or anything like that. Um, And look, the Chiefs offense, I think, is appearing to be better than what we thought it was. Look, I know the Dolphins have a messed up defense at the time, so I don't want to get too excited. But Rashi Rice delivered an amazing performance. And Mahomes looked a little more comfortable back there, I would say, too. He, He didn't seem as much as, like, at times he didn't know what to do. Um... I, we didn't see any of the Raiders games uh, flashes there. So, obviously, I'm picking the Chiefs. 
Um, I, th- I think they get it done, man. I really am confident about this one. I'm more confident about this one than I think either of the last two times we played the Bills. Um, the Chiefs aren't perfect, but their defense is fantastic. I don't think the Bills quite have the firepower to overcome that. And then on the other end, I just don't think the Chiefs are going to struggle to score points in this game. I, I think that they're going to get it done. I think they're going to get it done somewhat handily. I don't. I I think this game doesn't come down to like a last play or anything. I'm I'm very confident. I think it's the Chiefs kind of rolling them over. Has anyone seen uh, what Willie Gay said? Oh yeah, his last game at Arrowhead. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, you, John just mentioning the defense made me. I was just thinking about. It, I was like, dang, our defense next year is going to be abysmal. No, it's not. Because what? No, no, it is not. It's not going to be abysmal. It's not going to be abysmal. But what? Are we losing Jones, Willie, and Sneed? We're going to keep at least one of Jones uh, and Sneed. I, I would. I agree. Argue we keep one as well. And, I think I, and I'm one, assuming one it's going to be two. Sneed. I think it has to be two of those three. I mean, you're still, be... you are still going to have Karloft is coming off the edge, who has been fantastic. Yes. Uh, Bolton in the center. You're going to have uh, Chanel in the center. I oh, Menahue, he's Menahue. still under contract? I would not be surprised if they brought back yeah. Tranquil on another one-year deal. Um, not to mention the young secondary. I mean, you'll have Justin Reed again. You have uh, Trent McDuffie, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. I mean, it, 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 I think it's fair to say that they won't be this good next year because this has been so dominant. They haven't allowed 30 once all year, which is just... The most points they've allowed in a game was to Green Bay, 27. Like, And that's insane because there used to be stretches where we went a whole month without holding a team under 30. So it, it is I, – I get your point to where it's like right now is probably the peak of this defense, but I, I'm not worried about it falling off next season in the slightest. I think Spags – And I, and, and the, I think and the offense we'll will improve. There will be investment in the offense, I think, for sure. Surely. I don't, surely I, I don't think they're going to do this again. Um, but yeah, also a huge deal for me is if Kadarius Tony plays. If he's out, I love Kansas City in this game. Like I absolutely love the Chiefs in this spot. If he doesn't play again, uh, and if Sky Moore doesn't I, play again, I, I love Kansas City in this I have, spot. If those two dumbasses well, don't the, play, the bad news for you is Sky Moore has been reinstated, Fuck. so he might play. Um, and I'm I'm gonna make a crazy take. Kadarius Tony will make a big play. No, win this game. No, and we will be. People will be forgiving to Kadarius, no, forgiving Kadarius Tony on Monday. Yep, yep, oh, that is my God. call. Yep, he's gonna catch a ball and he's gonna do some Kadarius Tony shit, and we're gonna forget every single thing he did in the regular season in a heartbeat, and it's gonna be marvelous. And uh, yeah, I, I was disappointed in y'all last week when y'all, because you guys are now picking the Chiefs over Baltimore, Buffalo. You guys both said you'd take Buffalo over Baltimore. No. No. I feel like we had a bit of an argument over this. I was the only one that said that. But man, I still Buffalo think I still believe not I actually still good. Believe three that Buffalo, Baltimore, or Kansas City are all good enough to win the AFC. I still believe all three of them are. I'm not. I, I, I'm I not think, gonna I go against Buffalo what I said. Is. I really do. I think Houston's the only team in the AFC that doesn't have enough to get to the Super Bowl. Um, but I just wanted to be pointed out that the Buffalo beat the Steelers, and then the three games before. Struggled to get by the Dolphins, Patriots, and Chargers. So I I think the other thing with Buffalo, though, that is hard to beat right now, and I think it's something that also Houston and Green Bay have going for them, is they've been in a playoff mindset for like a month now, where they've every game has been must win for Buffalo for like a month, the same way it has been for Green Bay and Houston. That's why they're dangerous, is because like they come in, they've been in this mindset of like. 
you know, not like Baltimore ah. or San Francisco who had shit clinched in November where it's do or die. You know, obviously that can become mentally taxing, you know, the longer it goes on. But I do think that mindset of like their playoffs have existed since they were six and six. And they, I mean, they've been damn good in that stretch. Um, obviously, I like Kansas City this weekend, but. Oof, I mean, this. I just think they're a tough-ass team to beat. Like, this is going to be super tough. Kansas City's got to, got to, got to, got to, got to convert some of these possessions into touchdowns that they're settling for field goals. It's been the same shit. The ba- the Bengals game and the, and the Dolphins game was very similar, where the defense kept getting stops, the offense drove, had nice drives, got inside the 20 and yeah. stalled. And if you do yeah, that, twenty to Buffalo, twenty is not a concern. If you do that at Buffalo and you have to settle for three, it could get dangerous. This isn't Tua in the cold, you know. It's a different situation, and I feel like if they have the red zone performances they've had recently, we're in trouble. Yep, I agree. But I think they might be playing the most banged up defense they've played, oh, yeah, even more than the Dolphins. Hundred percent. We've been on I this think, all season. I think. Yeah, I think, I think this the thing is the, that we the also, thing that makes it for me. The thing that sucks, too, is when looking back at it, if Kadarius Tony would have been onside, wouldn't this game be at Arrowhead? Yep. Also, wow. Buffalo wouldn't have won the division. So it's wow. Like, and they would have had to play Miami, who they literally could have lost to because I mean, uh, wow. Buffalo's not actually probably, that good. If Tony's not offsides, they're 6-7. Six and seven. They probably, I would, I would argue, they probably mail it in at that point. They probably yeah. implode. So, yeah, that play changed a lot of things, obviously. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm kind of excited for Mahomes to go to Buffalo. I'm kind of excited to have this game on the road. Um, just an opportunity. I think it's a fitting first first oh, road yeah. playoff game for Mahomes. Also, they, another thing I have to point out, I don't think it really matters, but Mahomes' road stats this year are much better than his home stats. So, another thing to keep an eye on. I think the other thing is that we have to talk about is last week I was saying for the Dolphins game is, if they can limit their own mistakes, turnovers and penalties, the, you know they can beat anyone. And you saw yep. what happened last week. They had one turnover, which was the Clyde fumble with like what a minute left. The game was already wrapped up. So in my opinion, really we had no turnovers. And you know I put it that way because the game was over by the time we turned the ball over. Um, and you saw what happened. Like with the way our defense plays. If you don't turn the football over and you make the other team drive the length of the field, it's pretty damn hard to score on the Chiefs' defense right now. Outside of one yep. deep ball to Tyreek, which it's like, who is containing Tyreek Hill for a full 60 minutes? I haven't seen a defense do it since he entered the league. Like, they're solid as hell, man. And I just, I know the weather was a huge factor, but I don't think that Chiefs' defense has gotten enough credit for the performance they put up. Uh, this past week, man, like they absolutely shut down Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Like to an extent, I've never seen that offense get shut down. No, they're extremely good. I mean, one of our losses, they didn't give up a score. They gave up a field goal, I think. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, they're damn good. They're not the problem. And playoff bags deserves all the props because, man, I mean, he just cooks. He just cooks. I mean. He hasn't been pantsed yet in the playoffs. The only time he kind of did was when we had, what was that guy's name? Mike Hughes playing free oh. safety. So, like, I, I mean, Yeah, I mean, I would say I, the worst playoff performance Spags has had is against Buffalo, that incredible yeah. game that we had. But 
that that secondary included Mike Hughes, um, Daniel Sorensen, who else? There was Rashad there, Fenton. There were so many no-name corners on that roster that I was just like, oh my god. I think it was Mike Hughes who kept getting burnt by Gabe Davis, though. I think that was what kept There happening. was that one guy that we only had because he was like a good gunner on the punts. I can't remember his name. He played for the Giants before he played for oh, us. Oh, DeAndre Baker. That, like, yeah. No, 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 no. That I can't remember his name. Complete no name. I just remember him as a guy we only had for punt <laughs> formation. And he had to play in an actual game that time. It it was not a good situation. Yeah, and so like you've got, given him the facilities uh, Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin got significant snaps for the Bills against against the, uh, the Steelers. If that continues this weekend, I like it. I like it a oh, lot. Oh, and they're cooked. Um, they're cooked pass rush-wise, I think, is the biggest deal. It's like our tackle situation has been terrible this year. Jawan Taylor had a, another very poor game um, against – Miami, sorry, had a little bit of a brain fart there. But no, our tackles, Jawan Taylor had a pretty bad day against Miami. Obviously had that penalty that took points off the board. But this Buffalo pass rush doesn't necessarily concern me as much as a Baltimore pass rush would, would we play Baltimore? Um, Or a San Francisco pass rush would, would we play the Niners? So I think that's also a huge situational thing. And also Buffalo's tackles, offensive tackles, don't scare me a ton. I think Karloftis, Jones, and, uh, you know, anybody else off of the edge, uh, Aminahue, you know, I think they can get pressure. I, I, I don't think that Buffalo's offensive line is to the point to where Kansas City is going to struggle to get to Josh Allen. The challenge will be getting Josh Allen down. That's always the challenge yep. with him. Is mm-hmm. You know, he breaks a sack. He, can, he breaks out of contain. All of a sudden, the play is, you know, wide open broken and something crazy happens. That's... That's what you have to worry about, staying in the structure of the play. But I'm not really worried about getting to Josh Allen. Like, I really do think the pass rush will be fine getting to him. Just containing him is what I'm mostly worried was, about. Yeah. When you look at it, yeah. I think Josh Allen, to me, is one of the hardest QBs to take down in the league. Oh, That's, yeah. Probably the We hardest. saw that on Monday. Huh? What? I'd say probably the hardest. I, I, he probably oh, is I would the agree. hardest. I would, yeah, I mean, that man just is a tank. And... You just never – I I rarely see him just take a sack. Yeah. Like, he's going to try his hardest. And that's always, like, my biggest worry is, like, oh, maybe we... – I think we lost. Is it open? Oh, there it is. Hello? Yeah. We, have an, we have an open 20-yard uh, run. And that's a little worrying because that's how you kind of get momentum. And we saw the full momentum shift when he had that 52-yard run against the Steelers. And – I mean, if we can contain that, then I feel really good about us. Yep. Well, I'm glad you guys ended up on what I presume to be the correct side of history. I don't want to get too big for my britches because we have lost playoff games. I don't expect us to lose <laughs> Buffalo or Cincinnati, but I, I, I think this is, I think this is a good matchup for the Chiefs. I think they get it done. I'm really hyped for the game. It's going to be a fun one. So, who would you? What three players, either side of the ball, you can't say Allen or Mahomes, what three players decide the game? Can't say the Stephon Diggs. Can't say the QBs. Stephon Diggs. Um, Sneed. Because, I mean, Sneed does good on Diggs. And kind of goes hand in hand, good. yeah. Uh, and I would probably say Pacheco. Yeah. 
Can I make Buffalo O-line a player? Sure. I like one thing that about Buffalo sure. that I think's gotten a little worrying in their last stretch is that they're better at running the ball. Um yeah. so I think if they can really get that going, that's always worrisome. I think I think we can, you know, obviously do a lot with that with our defense, but you know, you want to you definitely don't want to get the ball run all over you especially if we're in a situation where we fall down early. Um yeah, and then definitely Legereus Sneed, and he locked up Stefan Diggs in the last matchup as well. So you're definitely looking to him to give another performance. And I will go Travis Kelsey because he dropped that touchdown pass. It probably would have been a touchdown. Um, I think he's kind of he gets a lot of noise this year, man. A lot of a lot of the looks are on him. Um, but I think I think he looked pretty good against Miami outside of the poor play. So I'm excited to see what he brings in this one. I'm going to go – I'm going to lump these guys into one player, Don, Donovan Smith and uh, um, Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor. Yeah, I'm yeah. putting them into one player. They have to contain the edge. Uh, second guy, I'm putting Karloftis. We need opportunities to get to the quarterback. If he's not on, Jones getting doubled, we have problems. If Karloftis can get consistent pressure, it opens up so much for Chris Jones. So I think Karloftis is a huge deal in this game for Kansas City. And then mm, I've, got, I've gone back and forth about it, but I honestly feel like Kincaid is the third guy that I'm going to point out because Buffalo, if they're able to utilize... The thing about Buffalo is in the in the past when we've played the Bills, they've had you know digs and they've had some decent you know deep threats, but you never really had to worry a ton about Dawson Knox. You never like he's a solid tight end for sure, not 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 a scrub, but he's not a guy that you have to game plan around going over the middle. He's not a guy who can really create consistent separation against, uh, you know, a good coverage linebacker or a safety. But Kincaid is kind of that X factor for me. That super athletic, super twitchy, super quick. Um, he's kind of that hybrid receiver slash tight end, and. I know, I don't, did he even play in the game we played the first time? I think he was out. He might have been, or he was just coming back from injury. Uh, but regardless, to me, he's a big piece in this game. If Kansas City is able to neutralize him, uh, it does a lot defensively for Kansas City. I, he, he could have, you know, when they drafted him, I think they kind of envisioned him having the Travis Kelsey role for that offense that they were missing, you know, a, a pass-catching tight end that can stretch the field. Uh, so if Kansas City is able to neutralize him, I think that's huge. But if he's able to, you know, create some problems, if he's able to, you know, get lined up on Nick Bolton and create separation and coverage, uh, it could create a lot of problems. Uh, it could create more attention on Kincaid, less attention on uh, Diggs and some of the other playmakers. So I'd, I'd put it at that for Kansas City and Buffalo. I think those are the three biggest keys to this game outside of QB play, which is obviously number one. Yep. Man, I'm ready. I'm hyped. Let's do uh final score predictions then. Whoever wants Chiefs, to pick it up. Chiefs thirty one, Buffalo eighteen. Whew. Okay. Uh, Chiefs twenty seven, Bills twenty one. I'm gonna go. Mm, back and forth on this one. I I I Every time Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes play, I'm thinking like, oh, they're going to light up the scoreboard. But just the way the Chiefs have played football this year, I'm going to go against that. I'm going to go Chiefs 24-20. I think it's more of a 
not a low scoring, but I don't think it's an absolute shootout uh, like it has been in years past. I think ultimately this game comes down to some one one of these two quarterbacks, Mahomes or Allen, is going to get the ball last with a chance to win it. Uh, and if it's Allen, I trust our defense to make a stop. If it's Mahomes, I trust us to get down the field and score this time. So I'm going to go 20 I mean, all we needed was 13 seconds anyway, so. All you need is Kadarius Tony to line up on sides this time. You know, what What could go wrong? Uh, um, but yeah. If that all happens, Kadarius Tony to make a big cut and get an 80-yard touchdown because he's going to do some crazy <laughs> shit like that. I'm calling it right now. John's John's pretty confident in Kadarius this Sunday. I, I feel bad. I don't know why Kadarius Tony has – my Kadarius Tony spidey senses are, are perking up. I, I don't want Kadarius Tony to be a hated player because – Let's be honest, man. That play in the Super Bowl was one of the more incredible things I've ever seen as a Chiefs fan. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm cheering for him, man. I want to see him in that roster. I want to see him out there. And if he drops a slant over the middle for a ten-yard gain on third down, you can crucify me. I, I, I will take the blame for him. Uh, I'm not even sure he's going to play, but uh, if he does, then... yeah, he, he might not play. He might not play. But if he does, <laughs> look out. It'll be, Here it'll, he be comes. it'll be interesting if he plays. I definitely uh one of us are gonna have a told you so in the in the group chat throughout the game. Uh okay, but that is divisional round weekend. Looking forward to it. I think I say it every year on this podcast, but I'll say it again. Uh this is my favorite round of the playoffs. I just think it's the most quality football you get with another it's it's like the perfect balance between the right amount of football and the right amount of good football. Like Super Wild Card weekends, a lot of football, but it's a lot of blowouts. This to me, just the perfect round of the playoffs. So many great yeah. games have happened here. And I heard someone say, like, you're guaranteed one great game. Like, there's going to be one game that's going to be like, yes, that was a hell of a game. Um, conference championship weekend, you know, there's no guarantee of that. They could both be bad. Um, and Wild Card weekend, they could, they could all be, be bad. Insane. Yeah, they could both be insane too. That is absolutely for sure. But I think it's been a while since they've both been insane. Yeah. I as I'm looking back down well, the line, uh, um, two years um, ago, two years ago, unfortunately, when we blew the lead to Cincinnati and then uh, San Francisco and the, the Rams. I mean the Rams, Rams game, the Rams just kind of kind of just put them Niners away. No, Rams, um, were, down, it, it, the, Rams were down ten in the fourth quarter of that game. They had to come I was back. Say and the 49ers had a chance. Oh, they to win. were. Yeah, Rams had to come back and okay. win. It was seventeen seven in the fourth. My memory of that that game is probably clouded by my rage that <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the divisional round weekend uh, two years ago when it was every single game was decided on the last play of the game. It was Cincinnati walked off Tennessee, San Francisco walked off Green Bay. Um, obviously, we walked off Buffalo, and then I'm, oh, the Rams walked Cooper, off. The Rams, Rams walked, walked off. off the that is Buccaneers. that is peak football right there outside of the piece of shit 49ers blocking the punt but i digress we'll get them this weekend no we won't but i'm delusional and i'm hoping uh but yeah that is it for divisional weekend uh all right what should we dive into next boys we've got college basketball we could talk about we've got bill belichick gone from new england i don't think we got to hit we already on that. talked about bill belichick did we get bill last week yeah you were in the restroom oh okay Oh, that's right. We did do that. We did do Bill Belichick. I, it's all it's all fog last week. So many coaches got fired. I completely don't remember who and who we did not get able uh, were able to talk about. Um, really, nothing new on the Royals to talk about. So we'll probably just skip over them for this episode. But uh, we could talk a little bit about um, 
college basketball in Mizzou because uh, I guess we owe it to the people. Man, this team is not good, and it's really sad. Like, I I hate how we can't have a good football team and good basketball team at the same time. It's just so depressing. And it's like everything that could Next go year. wrong. Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong so far for this Mizzou basketball team. Uh, Tone J is out for the season now. It just sucks. It just absolutely sucks. I'm not sure they win more than, like, three SEC games this year. Yeah, when you mentioned Tone J, uh, I thought that was very interesting because – it, preseason, everyone was typing this man up to be like the next like Dennis Gates product, and he just he, coming off the bench just really wasn't being the guy that we all thought he was going to be. And then when they come out with this saying he he hurt himself in the summer and they decided to wait until now to like heal it, I'm like that makes sense. With that being said, it keeps him back for next year. That'll be really good. Um, I told literally every single fucking person this team's going to suck. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. But I, I said we'll be lucky to make the tournament. People thought I was crazy. Some people didn't. And, yeah, I was wrong. We're not making the tournament. They're, we're not even making the fucking NIT. Conzo uh, – or not Conzo. Fuck. If we had Conzo right now, I'd be – never mind. Uh, anyway, Dennis, Dennis Gates, he needs to do good next year. I said this last week. I know you guys said that was kind of like ludicrous to say, but I still stand on it. If we don't make the tournament next year – that's bad. But at the same time, we need to remember we are more than likely going to be having three freshmen start in our starting five next year. And it yeah. takes a really long time for freshmen to really get uh, used to college basketball because it's a big difference. Chemistry's all off. So at the first couple of months, they'll go our way. Conference play but doesn't start how it should. At the same should. time, we're not used to having good freshmen at Mizzou. We're used to having no. freshmen who come in and develop and start playing as juniors. This is, this is going is to be different. Though. This is going to be different. These are freshmen no, that not. are immediately good. These kids are five-star products that, yes, they're going to have to develop a little bit, but this isn't, you know, a kid that is a three-star freshman that's getting thrown into the starting lineup. Dude, as long as they Kentucky keep this has... class next year, like, look, look around college basketball, man. It's a freshman sport, Duke. North Carolina, Kentucky, hell, even Kansas starts freshmen. Like, if you get they the, all have some seniors. They do, too, of course, and we're going to have to as well. But the point being is like this is not a regular like oh we're starting three star freshmen in our lineup. The, no, like this is five star freshmen. You should not, you know. We don't should, have a single five star. I don't know where you're getting five star. How do we not have a five star? We have. We we don't. We have five four stars. There's one that's I, on the on the eater totter. I, I think it depends thing. on where you look, but regardless, man, twenty four seven has us as having five four stars. But what I'm saying is, even Kentucky struggles early in the season. They don't kill their opponents all the time. And all I'm saying is, if we're expecting us to be fucking top ten in the nation, which I'm not saying you guys are, but that's what a lot of Mizzou fans are really hoping is us to just shoot out of nowhere. It's not. It's going to be an uphill climb. We're going to be good in March, and that's all that matters. And it's going to be a long process, but we're going to be there in the tournament next year, no doubt. But Here, here's I just, the thing. We, I don't know necessarily about tournament, I will say, but I think there's a there's a high ceiling here too. Five yes. top 100 freshmen, I think you yes. can expect at least one or two of them to give you something. I, yes. I mean, something at all. And if you're lucky, one of them gives you a lot. I'm looking at the players we have now, okay? Tamar Bates likely returns. I mean, what it's years? impossible. 
I think he's a junior. It's it's impossible to fully forecast who's going to transfer out, but assuming you keep everyone that can stay, um, you know, maybe you do a little bit of work in the portal. That is the biggest thing that it comes down to this year. Look, we the class that Dennis Gates inherited was just him convincing Aiden Shaw to stay, and he hasn't really given us much. Um, and then, you know, he recruited well for these freshmen here, but they are definitely very raw. I think a few of them can give us production next year. I I think that the team can improve, and I've seen a lot of people talking crazy on Twitter about Dennis Gates. Um, look, it, it doesn't look good. I agree. I think the way that we play is especially difficult to watch when you're lacking talent. Like, it, it's just you, you, lots of like, oh, Noah Carter's chucking another three. Nick Honor shooting a 30-footer. Like, yeah, that type of stuff is difficult for your viewing. Um, but I, I think I think they can improve. I'm not panicking, and I think they'll be good next year. I think they'll definitely be watchable next season. Look, I think it's the tale of we've played uh, Portal Roulette two years now, and we're 1-2 and two in Portal Roulette. In 2022, we absolutely fucking killed the Portal. Getting Demoy Hodge in here was insane. Getting even a guy like Trey Gamillion was like, who nobody even knew who the hell that was, you know, coming in. Even he played valuable minutes. There was just so many guys. Of course, Nick Honor came over. Keeping Kobe Brown was winning that the portal, too. too. Demoy Keeping Hodge, him was... DeAndre Golston. Uh, hell, even a little bit of Isaiah Mosley, who obviously didn't work out to the extent they hoped. But then this year, you lost, you lost portal roulette. You just got burned in portal roulette. Connor Vanover is completely useless underneath the rim. Caleb Grill has missed significant time. Uh, John Tonji's going to miss the rest of the season. Uh, and then Tamar Bates is is fine. But, like, if that's the only guy you got, you know, you lost too much talent to make up for it is the problem. Kobe Brown was way better than I think people understand. Uh, he was yeah. just unbelievably good. He was a first-round draft pick. I know, but like I don't think people understand how big of a deal him leaving Missouri was. Like, I don't think at the time we recognized how talented he was. I yeah. agree, Jackson. I, I I thought he was maybe going to be undrafted, and he went in the first round. No, like he was a. Obviously, we knew Kobe Brown was our best player last year, and we knew he was a really, really damn good player at Mizzou. But you can just see by him not being there. I, I'm still watching, you know, most of these games, and it used to be like last year when you really needed a basket, right? The other team was either going on a run or they were creeping back in the game. Kobe would find a way to get you one, right? And I just don't think you have a guy right now that's capable of just getting saying, give me the ball, I'm going to go get this done. I don't think you have the alpha on the team like that, like you did in Kobe Brown last year, uh, which is fine. You know, it's like, it's hard to find players good as Kobe Brown when you're at Mizzou. Like, Dennis is, you know, rebuilding the program, but... I mean, holy shit, like, you only get so many Kobe Browns that start off as three stars and develop into first-round picks in the NBA. So, you know, I agree, John. Back to your original point where, like, people are talking crazy about Dennis on, you know, social media. Give the man some time. Like, if you thought this was going to be just a straight uphill climb the entire time once he got here, you're delusional. Um, Is this year sucked? Yeah. Is it going to suck the rest of the way? Absolutely. But, I mean... If anybody thought that this process was just going to be a complete smooth sail uh, to becoming, you know, a big brand in college basketball or becoming a consistent, you know, Sweet 16 tournament team, uh, you, you were lying to yourself because this team, um, this program, what he inherited simply just was not in that situation. And he's doing his best to build it up. 
Uh, and I, you know, I'd like to see the university give him some time to do it. And I think they will. I mean, you saw what they did with Drinkwitz. Uh, they gave him more time than Dennis has had so far and with less results. So I'm not nervous about the future of the program. This year sucks, but I'm not nervous about the future of the program. I still wholeheartedly trust Dennis Gates will get it done. I think we all agree on that. And that's all that matters. I mean, bad years happen. When you're not a national brand like Kansas or hell, even Duke and North Carolina the last few years have had some tough years. Um, You know, it happens. This is a tough sport. It's a tough game. I'm not overly panicking. I feel good about the future of the program. I think you guys made points, though, especially Josh. If next year they're not clicking, you know, we have some problems. If they... It needs to be talked about. If they don't look good at the end of next year, we have problems. But for now, it's got to live with it. It sucks. But, again, the guys like Trent Pearson, Jordan Butler, uh, and Anthony Robinson... I'd just love to see them get some minutes down the stretch of this season. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. i just love to see them get some time on the floor so next year they have at least some minutes under their belt. But I think one of the I most, still frustrating, agree. most frustrating parts of the season is we're playing all of these guys instead of them and we're losing. I still agree. When it comes to next year, uh, the game's going to be in Mizzou Arena. I think we beat KU. I think that's going to be a moment where we have Three really good sophomores, a really good Aiden Shaw, who's a junior, and a lot of seniors. And then I have all these freshmen. They're only going to get better. The freshmen are only going to add to the team. Like, I'm very excited for this team next year. Agree. Agree. I think it's time for D Ford. This might be our most. I agree. This might be our most patient Mizzou uh, segment of all time. I don't know if we've ever had one where all three of us were like, let's just let's just write it out. He earned credit in the bank by what he did last year. Yep, yep, and yep. I think I think a big part of it is that the end He's of Conzo is out. so unwatchable that there there's an aesthetic quality about oh. last year's Mizzou that it was like, even when we're rebuilding, there's a vision, there's clearly something we're trying to do, and I'm fine with, you know, being patient. I would take last this time team. we were patient and it burned us. I would take this this Mizzou team ten times out of ten over the last year of Quanzo. Ten times out of ten. And this team's not very good, but I would still take them over that team any day. They still have more talent than that team did. All right, let's All get right, into D4 of, the D4 of the week. Who wants to kick it off? Uh, I got nothing. Nothing? John, you always have a good one. My D4 of the week, I'm just going to go clean with Nick Sirianni. Um, okay. And whoever it was that hired Matt Patricia, who did that? <laughs> Come on. I mean, what were you thinking? I, I just I can't believe that a team that came into this season like believing they were going to be the Super Bowl champion. I mean, a lot of people were afraid. Of, the Eagles were one of the odds-on favorites. A lot of people were afraid of them. They have a superb roster, and they've somehow managed to have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Um, and they were bad before Patricia, too, don't get me wrong. But And wow, what a disaster. I would be irate if I were an Eagles fan. Like, I have some sympathy for them. For the week is going to be. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, Mizzou basketball. Come on. Just go with the Kings, man. <laughs> yeah. Go with the Kings. Oh, yeah. You know what you have to we do. did blow 20 point lead. Uh, yeah, that sucked. That shit was terrible. Uh, I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Race was a 10 seed. Yeah, I'd love to hear you talk about it, though. It, it just I know everyone will. 
But, I mean, we all said the race for the 10th seed doesn't come back until the Kings miss the playoffs the next time. So it will not be back this year for sure. And that's a good thing. We we, we have to love that. Okay. Yeah, you can't give the people what they want all the time. you got to make them earn it. <laughs> sure. And to earn it, I have to go through pain. So I really don't want to – I don't want to earn it right now. Uh, my D4 of the week is going to be anybody who fell for the Miami Dolphins and Dallas Cowboys again. Um yeah, it's just like the media sucks them off so hard. I'd said it. I think we all said it on this show. Miami's a September story. It's like having a Lamborghini. Everyone wants to ride in it when the weather's nice. Nobody wants to ride in it when the weather's cold. And obviously they got exposed for the frauds they were. And then Dallas. Honestly, it was a week earlier than I thought Dallas would get exposed this year. But Dallas gets exposed for being absolute frauds yet again after getting the national media to buy into them yet again so uh yeah that anybody who put significant stake into them and listen like i know no matter what happens no matter how bad they lose in january come july come august training camp it's gonna be the same narrative this is dallas's year can miami break through to the super bowl this year it's gonna be the same shit so you know i'm wasting my breath here but i it just it just needs to be said man like i'm tired of this shit where it's like Dallas looks good. You know, it's like, can we stop? <laughs> Jerry Jones is never going to see another Super Bowl, dude. He he might as well sell the team now. Unless he yep. hires, fires Mike McCarthy ASAP. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't fired Mike McCarthy yet. I really am. I I was really... We're recording this as of Wednesday night, by the way, for everybody. I can't believe he wasn't fired Monday morning. <laughs> you know? Like, I was like, yeah, this this has to be it. He has to be done at this point. Uh, so yeah, if it, I guess my new D four of the week is the Cowboys if they don't fire Mike McCarthy because that is an inexcusable playoff loss that just happened. Youngest team in the playoffs just came into your building and won by the final score was sixteen. But if Green Bay didn't take their foot off the gas, that was gonna be like a thirty point loss. It was ugly. But that will do it for this week's episode. Tune in next week for the AFC and NFC championship game preview. Hopefully, both Green Bay and Kansas City. We'll be uh, playing on Championship Sunday. I doubt it, but fingers crossed. Uh, And yeah, we'll see you guys next week.